good, people? It's good out there in Podland world. Podland world? Podland? Podlandia? <laughs> Podcastlandia. What's <laughs> up, uh, so good people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're here talking music. Talking music. Episode 33. 33. Dedicated to Lil Wayne. Wheezy. Out there making moves. I'm just dropping ad libs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne, does Lil Wayne have good ad libs though? I don't feel like yeah, it. I, I feel, feel like, like he, his son's his disciples afterwards definitely. I feel like he was pre ad lib era. Yeah, but no, keep, yeah, I guess. But then you have the ultimate ad libber was my favorite is the, the the best ad libber I still hold to the day is Cameron mm, because yep. Cameron will rap and then ad lib Cameron either agree or be disgusted at what he's rapping about <laughs> in the background. So it's almost as having he's having this eternal conversation with himself. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, he had that huge, huge Lil Wayne is back. Lil Wayne's back. Lil Wayne is back. The self-proclaimed, and, and eventually we all eventually agreed, Greatest Rapper Live has decided to kind of come back and finally drop his long-awaited card of five, <laughs> which comes after basically, wow, four or five seasons worth of All My Children drops. <laughs> <laughs> he had attempted murders. He had Young Thug drop his own Carter Five, or was it? It was supposed to be Carter Eight. Yeah, and then he changed it to Barter at the last minute because they were complaining. You have basically this is this is the most long-awaited album ever, because you know for for you, for you non-hip-hop fans out there, all two of you, you know at a period of time, Lil Wayne was basically literally the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah, he was the most prolific. He was yeah. like pre-streaming era. Like back in the day where you had to download the mixtape and you don't know if you had enough space on your hard drive <laughs> and had to delete some stuff. 64 bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Kazai era. Yeah, like Lime 500 wire. megabytes on your hard drive. And you were like, oh, but like maybe I put this on a flash drive. You're like digging in, the, in your, your drawer for a flash drive. Yeah, so like like Lil Wayne was a, like the king of that era. Yeah. That mixtape era, that, that Piff era, that you know DJ drama era, like. Like, he controlled that. He was dropping stuff every single week. Yeah, and it, it was an era where you were still, like, going back to the whole idea of the Pef era, where he was, it was MTV was still playing music videos. Like, he was somebody yeah. where he sold millions and millions of albums. Yeah, but like he, he's not somebody where he came out where it's just like, all right, you know, I'm kind of doing this rap stuff. Like, he was literally the biggest, probably the biggest, but like he was the Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he realized, I think, early on that, like, you know, like there was, I mean, I wouldn't say there's no value in music, but like he saw like that people were getting music for free. So it's like he utilized like this mixtape as a marketing channel that just boosted his actual paid revenue. <laughs> but he was like early in that, you know, like now it's like, yeah, nobody pays for music. But like Lil Wayne realized that like shit, like what, 15 years, 10 years ago, 12 years ago that nobody would pay for music. So yeah. he, like he just used that to his advantage. Which is pretty, it's pretty epic, yeah. you know, when you think about it, you know. And these mixtapes weren't like EPs; they're like he was dropping like 12, 15 song mixtapes, yeah. <laughs> like every week. And they were passion projects. They weren't something where they're like old throwaway tracks. Like arguably, even though the Carters were really great albums, some of them were crossover hits. And Carter Three's kind of example. Yeah, the, the mixtapes were the reason why I became a little Wayne fan. The reason why, because you have to think back about back in the days that it was still an era where Atlanta was coming up and the South was coming up, but the South wasn't hitting. 
So it was the idea of where Lil Wayne thing is the biggest rapper in the world was was a hilarious idea because at that time we still had Fabulous, Jada Kiss. And like in hindsight, yeah. yeah, you look at it and it's just like, well, of course he was a great MC. But at the time, we like the only MC I felt like we respected, like hip hop in general, as far as the actual skills, was maybe and, and the thing is it's probably around the same time was, you know, you had your clipses, arguably we consider Virginia yeah. the South. Yeah. You know, T.I. was making a little bit of a wave. But yeah. The idea of where you had a pure Southern rapper making those waves, nobody cared. Because think about it. Even before the mixtapes came out, Lil Wayne was around for like five, five years beforehand. Nobody cared. Everybody thought he was just a regular ass juvenile trap rapper. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because, you know, Lil Wayne it pretty much is the combination of like almost like New York era wordplay. Yes. With like down south beats. Agree. Like, you, you, like he's, he's like the ultimate marriage of that. You know, and like I remember, you know, people were dogging Lil Wayne like back in the day, saying like his his lyrics are ignorant and blah blah blah. I mean, look, look at the SoundCloud era rappers now. <laughs> <laughs> you wish for the Lil Wayne era. You you wish for it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the wordplay that that you had was like like you could tell he's a student of hip hop. Yeah, no, he loves his punchlines. He's somebody where it's not like he would sit there going back to the SoundCloud thing. Not saying there's anything wrong. It's even though Lil Wayne definitely knew, you know, he was an auto tune user. He knew how to rap moods. He was very much about vibe. Lil Wayne loves his motherfucking punchlines. Yeah, and that's something where he kind of kept sharp all through all those years. And, and going back to the mixtape era where he got better, where before it just be him kind of just rapping, rapping. But those mixtapes would hop on some of these beats. He would murder those beats. Murder, like yeah. like just flows and everything yeah. else. Where he was doing it from just a technician like a technician trying to get better and better as an MC. Like it was just something where I don't think, I just can't think of another hip hop example where you saw them go from point A to point B. Yeah. Like even a Jay-Z, even a Nas, these guys kind of came out fully formed. Yeah. Even like mixtape, Biggie, like like let's say early Biggie before he became Biggie Smalls when it was just like, you know, partying bullshit Biggie to like fucking, to like, um, Bone Thugs Biggie. Yeah. There's a growth there, but it's not as atmospheric as a growth as what Wayne proved, like pulled. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And the crazy thing is, like, he, you know, there's all this, this stuff that he released, but there's uh, apparently tons of stuff that he never released. Like, he was recording 10, 15, 20 hour days in the studio. Like, it actually almost killed him because he was just always, like, he was always recording. He was always recording. And it didn't even, you know, the Carter 4 came out and, like, 2011 he was still recording every single day almost from 2011 to 2018 so like he's still out there like he's still like doing the thing you yeah. know he's, he's always and like when you put in you know he said like the 10,000 hours you put in the, the, those hours like you just become better and better and better so like we've not even heard <laughs> like <laughs> like all of the Lil Wayne material is out there Lil yeah which is, which is crazy imagine which is crazy. like 20 years from now Lil Wayne passes and it's like this fight. This fight's over the vault. Warner <laughs> brother comes and buys it. <laughs> no, I I feel like Baby's gonna shoot somebody over it. <laughs> I'm sure Baby like still owns like. <laughs> there's some clause in that contract, and Baby's like, oh no, no, there's a death clause. I got this. There's a there's a posthumous album like of all the younger rappers. <laughs> It'll be like Brockhampton. It'll be like. <laughs> Wayne forever. And Wayne forever. It'll be like all these old vocals and all these data references. Talking about like, you know, PlayStation 2s and shit and fucking Maybachs. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, we're all like hover scooters and shit. It's going to be great. 
<laughs> but like it's it's crazy because like what got me with Lil Wayne is the fact that like he shouldn't Lil Wayne should not have existed. He should have been and and similar to Juvenile and a lot of those other rappers on Hot Money around that time. Um, he it it should have just been that Hot Money. Wow, Cash, Cash Money. money. Um, it should have just been that. It, it should have just been a, a flash in time. Not to say that Juvenile, Four Hundred Degrees, wasn't a classic. It's still a classic that that's very like you know his time was just there. Yeah. What's crazy about Wayne was the fact of where like he, if you look at from where he began to where he ended, there's at least two or three seismic shifts in hip hop that he rode. Oh yeah. Like he went from like weird. Like a not even able MG, but let's say almost bounce music, like like new age southern bounce music, to like the mixtape hardcore, like you say bars, 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 rapidy rap era, to like basically auto tune. Like he's he's oh, yeah. bridged this gap in a weird way where only rapper I could think of who's ever done anything like that, even remotely, would probably be L. Cool J. Yeah, how he was able to go from the golden era to like fucking yeah to the to the mid nineties and still kind of remain a, a very viable top tier MC. Yeah, and it's crazy because look, Wayne's only thirty six years old. Wow. Which Holy is which shit. is crazy to me. Like I, I did like the Wikipedia. I'm just like, he's been rapping. He's been in the game since he was like, shoot, like 15. Yeah, that's insane. Like it's that that to me is 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 just in, insane. Um, you know, he's 36 and he's been retired, quote unquote, for seven years. Yeah, he was he's younger than Kanye. <laughs> all all the little jokes when they're like, younger than Kanye, younger than Eminem. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's crazy to kind of see, like, where he's going. Um, you know, like, basically, like, one of the things that, that's just really interesting to me now is, like, you know, Wayne, like, has is quote-unquote retired, but he's also, like, living off of that drink money. Yeah. <laughs> living off of... <laughs> You know, like like <laughs> Young Money is doing fairly well. Yeah, and apparently he owns you know? the whole label now. That was apparently one of yeah. the deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he was still getting like he's still, like now he's getting a bigger percentage off of like all the royalties and for Drake and uh, Nicki. You yeah. know, which is crazy to me. You know, and I think like uh, when you think of you know your top tier rappers, is Wayne going to be my top five? I don't know, but like in terms of like his business acumen, in terms of like his cultural acumen, like you know he's you know he's still out here. He's still like doing this this thing, which is really crazy. I have a little question to ask you. What's so up? if you had to, who's your top five? I think he's up there. And then here's my thing. Obviously he's falling off. Obviously he's not consistent. But I feel like mixtape like Wayne, mixtape Wayne is. I would put bar. He's. Mixed if he's he's up there with Eminem, he's up there with Biggie, he's up there with Jay. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's weird to me too because my top five changes is like a starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> he hurt his leg, ankle sprain, put somebody else in. We need like hip hop fantasy. Yeah, hip hop fantasy. Who am I gonna draft? Mm, big pun, sucker. <laughs> It's like, oh, I got 21 Savage. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, Wayne will probably be in the top 10. Like, like, like he's definitely, I mean, basically the best hip hop line, one of the best hip hop lines of all time is real G's moving silence, silence like lasagna. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of the best hip hop lines of all time. And, but that's the thing. He's somebody who was working, he was working. He he was just a great he like going back to your point, he loved words. It's something where it wasn't just like he would just go out there and rapidly rap, but something where he'd have lines you'd have to rewind. And at that time, particularly in hip hop, 
Like, this is the era where Jay-Z was supposed to be retiring. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. There were a lot of dudes out there making bars. You had to, like, really sit there and yeah. think about what they actually meant. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's crazy how, like, like, like basically the heights he hit. And it's kind of going to be interesting to see him kind of return because we're in an era literally where these are all his kids. Yeah. Like, direct yeah. descendants. Yeah, which is, which is funny, too, because you have somebody like Drake who's kind of more hippity hop as you say or just like, you know more like of a lyricist but then you have like you know, some of these soundcloud rappers who like maybe gravitate you know, so drake dr- maybe gravitates towards the lyricism of wayne some of these soundcloud rappers probably probably gravitate to the fact that wayne's southern rapper you know like that that whole like southern side of wayne so it's kind of interesting that he's kind of the father to like both houses of hip hop, yeah, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. And 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 I think it's a testament to his, his ability. The thing is going to be interesting is the fact of where, particularly on the SoundCloud side, like how do you like it? Kind of made sense for Eminem to kind of come back and do what he did, like as far as as far as getting mad and as far as kind of sounding sounding a little old. It's because it's not as a little old. Lil Wayne was a little bit, you know, he was a little locked in a room. Yeah. He was a little behind the times. Obviously, Kamikaze is a little bit more of a return to a form, but he's got a ways to go. What's good about Lil, what's good about Lil Wayne, particularly the fact that he was almost futuristic. Like yeah. Lil Wayne, you know, the auto-tune, the lollipop, all these songs, these are songs that, that came out now would sound fresh. Yeah. So it's going to be weird to see something like that kind of come out and see how he competes because these guys are th- kind of doing his sound now. Like, at least if Eminem did it correctly, there'll always be a certain number of of, of basically Eminem purists who are looking for the Eminem sound and they give that to them they'll take it Lil Wayne's kind of in a space where he just kind of has to come out and basically outdo the kids who have been basically working on this stuff for this whole long time yeah and where I've seen generational stuff happens yeah where I've seen like people who you know you've seen people who are brighting future yeah you see people who bite young thug you see like this like this almost third fourth generation coming in with the, with the soundcloud rapper so it's gonna be weird to see him kind of come back and i would love for him to come back because what i liked about wayne is even though he was doing a lot of it and it's a little unfortunate because a lot of people kind of downing him as, as far as a rapper he loved fucking rapping yeah. like if anybody loved like like a lot of mcs out there you aren't 100 percent sure like even a drake you know but like Wayne literally loved wordplay. He loved being a fucking top tier MC. Yeah, he wasn't on some like I'm. A, you know, I'm not a rapper. I'm. A, I'm. A, you know, I'm. I'm. A, I'm out here. Well, it was a big thing. I'm not a rapper. I'm a. I'm a businessman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the wave. Yeah. That was the Rick Ross wave. Where I don't really rap. You know, this is just an alternate revenue stream. It's something to put. You know, on the annual shareholder report. You know, but and the thing is. It's going to be fun to see somebody who likes rapping kind of return just because at least a couple of rapidly rappers who rap records this year really lost a step. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, too, uh, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, so basically, the Carter Five is <laughs> completing like the ridiculous amount of rap releases <laughs> in 2018. Oh, yeah, no. You know, which is, which is kind of crazy. Um, the rumor is it's supposed to drop this week, this Friday, but then like I saw that the, that the, the site that posted the rumor retracted that, so it still might be this Friday. Like the the Billboard piece uh, dropped, uh, I think last week uh, with our uh, our boy Dan Rise, for former Couch Sessions da, music da, da, da. editor, uh, doing the cover piece with, da, da, with da, da. Wayne in Miami. So like, um, so that dropped. So obviously now when you have the Billboard piece and you have a couple other things dropping, like he's jumping on more like mixtapes, he's being more active. Like obviously he's building up to something. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm I'm curious now to kind of see. 
who is a Wayne fan in 2018? It's, you're right. It's like 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 does he does he have that cross section of future fans? Is there the, like that Venn diagram? <laughs> <laughs> if you like future. <laughs> Try. <laughs> you know, like like who's the algorithm gonna spit out? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, um, it, it, like that to me, I think is a challenge for Wayne. You know, yeah, no, I think it's and, and going back to like your point about how it looks like they pushed the release date back. I kind of understand it because I think that uh, I, even though it's a long-awaited album, he's somebody where his last recent guest appearances haven't been the way that haven't been as hitting compared to his his contemporaries. So I do think that he needs. We need a little more hype. Yeah. To say a little Wayne album's coming out is gonna hit you with the same kind of oh shit feeling as it would have even five years ago. Let's yeah, just yeah, say. yeah. But um, but I think he's in a space. At the same time, the songs he has dropped because he was in um Nicki Minaj, Rich Sex. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was solid. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's something where he still has it. So I'd, it'd be interesting to see him kind of come out, and and just basically. Just just throw out a, a like a dope single. I think I think if anybody could kind of come back. And really rule on top of the charts and do it while kind of tapping into what's happening, it could be Lil Wayne. Like, I would love to hear a Lil Wayne Meagles track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, everything that's happening now that's making money now, Wayne could easily do blindfolded. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, to actually hear Carter Five too. Like, that would be kind of fun to kind of see if there's any growth. If it's going to be, is it going to be just trap raps and fun stuff? Is it going to be about fucking lady cops? Or is it going to be something about, you know, he's been through some shit. He's been, I mean, how many epileptic near deaths has he had? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the shit with Baby and everything else. Like, he's he's somebody where that free spirit Lil Wayne we knew back in the early Carter era is not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like he's somebody where he's a seasoned guy in the industry who's definitely been through some stuff. So it'd be interesting to kind of see, you know, and you made a mention like this also, his 4-4. Four, four, four. Yeah, which is actually kind of interesting because in the article, he kind of talks about how, you know, he used to say that, well, I guess, like, back when he was 12, like, he accidentally shot himself with a gun. And now I think, you know, and you heard this, like, on the Solange track, uh, like, he's now talking about how the, that was actually a suicide. Mm. Which is actually, I mean, that's super deep, you yeah. know? And I think now he's he's talking about it more and more and more. Um, and he's talking about it again on a song with Sampha. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need to make a 444 type album, you get Sampha. Oh, Sampha? <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. How can I forget the, the, the god of sad raps, James Blake? Yes. <laughs> if you see Sampa and James Blake in the studio, you know what's going oh, on. You know, you know it's, 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 it's all Kleenex <laughs> and therapists. They're, they're not making the, the club track. Not, it's, they're it's, not making the club track. Not, it's it's going to be just all this, lots of hugs, lots of crying. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, apparently that track with Sampa... It's going to be on the card of five. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like what direction he takes. Like, if he is going to, you know, because, you know, like somebody like Nicki Minaj, like she was kind of going, she went back to her roots. And, and her roots, per se, is not what's popping in 2018. Yeah. You know, like, like keeping it real. Don't, don't dox me. But <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne, going, for him going back to his roots, yeah, you can go so many different ways. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, what the majority of his album comes out to. Like, I, I don't know if I really want him to do, like, a track with Migos. Just because I, I, I want, or if I do, I want it to be authentic. You know, I don't want it just to be like, because I mean, he's had, he's had some features. I think his feature on like the the Solange, uh, see the table, like that was like 
that's authentic as fuck. Yeah. Like, I want it to be something where Wayne is like, I fuck with you. Let's get in the studio. Let's do this. As opposed to, oh, I need to type up my numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, and, you know, and, like, and, yeah, no, agreed. It's, it, you want it, you want it to him come from an angle of an elder, not somebody who's trying to keep keep up with the Joneses. Because at the end of the day, his he, he Lil Wayne's Lil Wayne's legacy is crazy, and even if you may not think as MC wise. He's your cup of tea per se. What the impact he's had in hip hop is unparalleled. Like it's something where yeah. it's hard to think of anybody who, as far as the way hip hop sounds, who's had that much of an impact. As big as Eminem is, there's only been one Eminem. It, he, he's a very singular anomaly. Even though it's he's 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 definitely because Eminem exists, a lot of things have happened since then. But you can't really say that Eminem's laid a blueprint down for other right rappers, yeah. for other, you know, yeah. for even Detroit rappers hasn't even laid a blueprint down. Yeah. But, but Wayne, Wayne has definitely laid a blueprint down that a lot of people have been eating since. Yeah. Literally, again, the, the, one of the, the world's biggest pop star, Drake, is is his signee. Like, yeah. you can't really, it's something you can't really, and was basically biting a lot of Lil Wayne shit also when he first came out of the game, too. Yeah. So it's something where you can't really get on this, this discredit what he's accomplished. So it's gonna be interesting to see somebody kind of come back, and hopefully somebody kind of come back. Like I want to, I want to get, I want to, I want a real comeback story in hip hop. I feel like, yeah, just because of the way the genre is, it's a lot easy for you to disappear in a lot of other genres to come back with the comeback album, and kind of either pick up your old audience or find an entirely new one. Where hip hop, we're just a little too quick to dispose of everybody. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, now you're washed. Now we're throwing you away. Oh, you know, you had that one mediocre album. We suck. And it's something where we kind of just throw our elders away. It's kind of crazy saying that about a fucking thirty-six-year-old. <laughs> that shocked me. Yeah, that, that truly, it makes that sense. truly he was shocked, rapping shocked me. Juvenile How was probably twenty years ago, and he was like fucking teenager when he was doing when it came yeah. out. So that makes sense. But like I said, yeah. it's this bigger picture. It's like holy shit, two changes probably older than him. Like, like it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, but it's it's it, it'd be nice to kind of have some of our elders out here and competing at a high level. Like you know, it just can't be. And not to say that Kendrick and J. Cole are young, it's just kind of weird where it feels like the GOAT, the GOAT MCs that we count on only have like a five-year ex- expiration date before they go bad. Yeah. And it, is it, isn't it Kendrick like 30-something? 30, 30. He's, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, J. Cole's like 30-something. Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy, like, there's a short year gap between Kendrick yeah, and, and Wayne. And Wayne, that's a crazy, we're in hip-hop terms, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. You're, that, like, talking about, like, Stone Ages when people were working out there with tools and fucking <laughs> pieces of stone to, like, fucking computers. It's a lot of shit that happened. Yeah, From man. when fucking, you know... How I was on fucking TRL <laughs> to fucking <laughs> Section 80. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, before we, we get off Wayne, I do want to say, like, in the article, he talks about Baby a little bit um, and, like, all the crazy shit that he went through. Like, basically, like, the industry rule, you know, it's just kind of like Baby was taking his money, messed up his finances. Um, and they're, they're actually on good terms. Apparently, they talk every day now. Like they got, you know, they got the settlement offer, you know, um, you know, cause I, I guess maybe that was another part of like the, the length of like the card five or the card four, the card five is like, I, I think he didn't want to put out an album where he wouldn't own all of like the rights to, which, which is, you know, which makes sense, which makes sense, which makes sense. So like, you know, now like, you know, apparently, like he has full rights, and I think now that's like maybe the green light for him to go go uh, 
Elite dropped his album, but it's kind of interesting to see in the in the article they kind of make the parallel of like his mother really forbade him to do hip hop, um, and only said yes to to hip hop like when like if he didn't curse. So like when on that juvenile track he doesn't curse because like his mom said can't <laughs> curse, you know. And then like like I guess they made the parallel to that to like you know, baby basically kind of being a father figure, but also like not allowing him to make the, you know, hip hop basically. Um, and and it's kind of of interesting to see, um, those parallels. And it's kind of interesting to see like Wayne, like, you know, I mean, you know, he's got to fight, you know? Um, and you know, that, 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 that whole baby thing, you're, you know, like basically there's like, you know, albums were on hold, or like there's a lot of bad blood. Supposedly, if I'm a young thug, some shooting happening. Yeah, like like and it's kind of crazy now that he's 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 kind of evolved out of that. But um, yeah, no, it's just it, it, it's it's interesting what he's going to say about that too. Yeah, you know, like is it like a live and let let live thing, or is it going to be like, you know, are we going to get some Daytona level disses <laughs> out of it? So 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 some. So, so, <laughs> Some subtweets on wax, <laughs> or maybe some Drake. Maybe Wayne has learned how to subtweet like Drake. <laughs> Make half your album about, about baby, but you never mentioned the person's name. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's also interesting, just because like you know, Young Money's in the word space where Drake is no longer signed to Young Money technically, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I think yeah. like yeah, yeah. And Nicki Minaj, who knows where her label issue is, so it's like he's kind of like the king. To, He's got a kingdom that's kind of empty now, in a weird way. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's his kingdom. Where I think it's he's somebody where because even going back to the, like what you just said, has he ever really had control over his own career? Never. Never. This is the first time where he's actually this is it. Like this is this is all on me. Yeah. So you know, good, good luck to him, man. And like I said, it's it's he's somebody where I really wanted to end on a positive note, just because I do think that he's done a lot in the face of a lot of people who doubted him. And it's kind of weird to kind of say like a multi million dollar. You know, multi-millionaire rapper people doubted, but like I said, if you ask some New York City ass Reggie, when I was still wearing my little Tims, you know, rocking a little extra long T-shirts about Lil Wayne being a great rapper, it'd have been no sir as I bumped my Ja Rule album. <laughs> <laughs> ja Rule's real New York, ja, ja, real New York. You know, who's this Fifty Cent dude? And, and, and like I said, it's he's somebody where he went a long way to, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's his legacy too. Non-regional rap. Because going back to your point where he was spitting like an East Coast dude, but he had beats that were happily Southern. Yeah. And he had no idea doing Southern intonations, cracking Southern slang, didn't think his voice like a Southerner. While if he had to go back in there and say he'll shoot you in, in so many imaginative ways yeah. that were fucking unique. So it's something where it's, it's going to be nice to have Wayne back, long story short. For sure. For sure. And I don't know. Besides that, what have I been listening to music-wise? <laughs> So uh, what I've listened to is kind of interesting. It's a No Name. Um, yep. Because yep. No Name came out a couple of years ago, and Chicago MC, Chicago more MC slash poet, because she was originally a poet, um, was an acid rap, kind of came out, and then um, it was a really solid project. It was a mixtape at the time. Um, really dope. The thing is, they kind of call, and I kind of see the, the issue, they kind of call it rap poetry. But at the end of the day, it's really more like since she kind of fits a lot of words in these in the very narrow bars, it's almost like yeah. MF Doom, like a lot of the kind of the the, the offbeat onbeat rappers type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that first record was uh, really good. It reason why it was great, I think, why people liked it was because it was perspective, which was kind of missing. A female MC is like you know 
a fucking unicorn, unfortunately, in, in the industry. Yeah. And then B was very much a ground level view on on violence. Yeah. Um, grew up in Chicago, saw a lot of shit. But what's interesting about it was a lot of the times with a lot of MC tales about violence is more around you. It's the way she kind of painted the picture was incidental. Whereas like, I'm going to a friend's funeral. Yeah. And then also it is just growing about being young and, you know, just being young women, young black women in general. Yeah. So it was very much like a piece of like, and I don't want to kind of say a diary, but it is, it is very, very, it felt very honest, very slice of life. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, even though I liked the project a lot, I didn't love it. Um, I felt like it was a little bit, uh, cause it, it was very, it was still, even though she was working at a very technical high level, it didn't move me the way I expected to be moved. Yeah. I think that changes a lot of this project. Um, reading up a lot about it, it made a lot of sense because basically her thing was the fact of, you know, she was before the mixtape came out, she was just kind of rapping here and there, wasn't really making any money. And it's only when the mixtape came out and became a big hit and the hit that was kind of continuously like popular that she was able to tour years later and make a, like a, like a lifestyle and make it her job. She was able to actually grow. And so it's interesting because she even took character jokes about how like it's only after the album like broke and she's traveling like she lost her virginity for the very first time. Yeah. And she basically became like more more of a woman, let's just say. Yeah. And so what's crazy is when I heard about the album, I heard like I heard it being bragged about. So I just figure it's probably more and it's kinda unfortunate the way you kind of think this way, because of the female MC cycle. Because it's all about Nicki Minaj, it's all about, you know, Cardi B. And now you throw, you see no name getting thrown here as a real MC. Yeah. On some like, oh, this is what we really should be listening to. This, you know, this this identity, politic, this like, you know, respectability, politics type bullshit. But holy shit, no, it's fucking flames. Yeah. And it's flames in the way where with the first album, what's interesting about her as an MC is that going back to the MF Doom, MF Doom is very smooth, but those bars are very much hitting. Yeah. She purposely kind of like it's very feminine, very sweet, the way she drops her lines. So it's not as hard punching as, let's say, a one liner or angry Nicki Minaj, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. But here, what's great about it is, I don't know what the fuck they did. It sounds like they found, like, basically Soul Aquarian beats. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the production here is fucking flawless. It's enough where there's one song, which is like, I should get, I should call D'Angelo for the track. You listen to it, it's like, oh shit, this sounds like a D'Angelo ass track. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, she's got this beautiful, like, set soundscape of this, like, this beautiful, classic hard-hitting head down and soul music and she's rapping her ass off she's rapping her ass off where she's still doing her soft-spoken stuff but she's rapping you know on top of bars in between bars coming back she's changing her, changing her voice sometimes it's singing straight into rapping again yeah she's just working on a higher level yeah the topics themselves in the old one her, her for her mixtape it was more like you know like the violence was just a thing around you that was kind of happening yeah this is kind of a little more active where she talks about politics she talks about just this it's, it's just interesting the way the growth is happening here as opposed to there. Yeah. You know, and, and even here, because there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a song where, blatantly sexual song, um, talking about basically like, you know, just, just being with somebody and yada, yada, yada. But she kind of threw a line in there about being an open relationship yep. and things like that, where it's just like, oh, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of growth happening here. Yeah. So it's one of the things where it's easy to kind of say musician has growth. That's everything. It's just like, you know, somebody learns fucking three more chords, they've got growth. Yeah. You know, somebody gets a couple strings in a sophomore album, they've got growth. But literally, as an artist, you see somebody who was still relatively young as a child and is now just an adult. Like, this, yeah. this, this album is adulting as fuck. And I think for what she's going for, it's fucking flames. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, this, and honestly, I was blown away because I was expecting a really good album because she's a really good MC. Yeah. But 
between this and Saba that came out this year, also Chicago's fucking killing the Chicago's fucking. Chicago's killing it. Yeah, the young Chicago's MCs, killing holy it. Shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I I took a listen to the album today. Like yeah, no, and you know the most unique thing about this album is like. Yeah, her flow is just like it's it's like most times she's like speaking. Yes, seems, you know it's like it doesn't even feel like poetry or like you know like that whole, that whole like urban quote unquote urban poetry that's like speaking over you. Yes, it's like you're having a conversation with her. Yeah, <laughs> and she reminds me like the streets. Yes, <laughs> the streets. Yes, it's the, and that's the thing, and that's why you know, and and again, and maybe like, there's something wrong with being a poet. No, no, no. Except we've been, particularly being somebody of a certain age and a certain persuasion and certain scenes, you know, we, we've we suffered way too many Def Jam, <laughs> Def Poetry Jam <laughs> nonsense in our lives where immediately you say poet, and like you said, going back to the whole idea of the way she even raps, where yeah. it's very easy to rap the same syncopation, <laughs> and even now you've got spoken word on modern rap albums that are supposed to mean certain things. And no, it's just like I said, it's, it's something where yes, I'm snap, snapping by the way. Snap, snap, That's snap. what you do in the poetry clubs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something that lends to like you know what you when you when the, when you have the really off the wall MCs like your like let's say your Mac Homies, who I'm a big fan of your your MF Doom some of the early our future shit where it's like we're just gonna just barrage this beat with this fucking words and flows and fucking it's just kind of everything coming at you in all direction. And yeah. Like I said, it's, and then what's great about it is also. Going back to her growth from the first album or through mixtape to this album is the fact of where it's just actual songs. Yeah, like things kind of come in and there's there's hooks and you know it's not just like here's a pretty beat and I'm rapping about some dark shit about this pretty beat with hope. It's like everything kind of me- like melts. Like there's there's some slow ass jams here. Yeah, there's some songs that are fucking more upbeat. You know, she's got a pro black song and there's like these like like these these samples of just basically black revolutionaries. There's a concept here happening where. It's just a great album, and it's kind of cool to kind of hear people kind of constructing these these bodies of works where it just aren't things meant to game the fucking algorithm. Yeah, and yeah, no, so it's, yeah. it's definitely like it's definitely one of the best albums, rap albums I've heard this year, and and you know, it's, it's props to her. Great. That's what's up. Hmm. That's what's up. Uh, so I've been listening to uh, this dude Spork Matumbo Matum Matumbo. <laughs> Uh, are you are you down with Spoik Matumbo? Yeah, no Spoik. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he like there, it's not a new album. It actually came out in 2017. And you know, I, I like I said, I'm on Spotify. Apple Music don't tell me about these things. Okay, Spotify okay. told me, and I was like, oh snap! Like this is this is cool. This is cool. Um, but basically, it's just like uh, it's called Mazanzi Beat Code, and essentially, it's like. Like and I guess like there's another album that's uh, that was out previously, almost like four or five years ago, or like maybe it's, I, I I think he had some issues with distribution in the states, but like it was all like like '80s inspired, and this is kind of like maybe like a um, extension of that album because it's a lot of kind of like um, almost like Detroit techno songs. There's some like craftworky type of songs. This is like he, you know, he's not just like an Afrobeat DJ, or he's not trying to do like straight Afrobeat or Afro house. He's like he's mending it in with all of these inspirations from like, you know, like this era, and it's just very. It sounds like very unique. Yeah, you know, um, he's somebody where he's not. And going back to the whole thing, a lot of there's something I most like from like, like any other artist. They kind of sent to like, I'm really good at this genre, so I'm gonna see what this genre. 
yeah. to do my Afrobeat really well, so I'm going to make pieces like this. He's somebody where he's an electronic musician where he just he branches out in different places. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually kind of interesting, too, because like when he first came out, like a lot of people were dissing him because they, they thought that he was basically like a low-rent spank rock. Um, which apparently, like, he got in the beef with Die Antwoord or whatever. And I mean, like, it's not, I mean that's, that's a whole long story in itself because there's a lot of interesting things happening with that band. I don't know if I love or hate them. There's a lot of culture, cultural appropriation. There's a lot there of stuff happening there. And then, like, Diane Ward said, you're, you're just a low rent, like, low rent uh, spank rock. But basically now, I think, like, his past few albums, like, he's he's kind of realizing you know, maybe he understands, like, the trends are kind of Afrobeat and Afro House. And he's kind of, like, really cl- like clutched on to that. But, like, it's just super unique. Like, there's a track called, like, No Congo, No Cell Phone, which is kind of, like, this weird, like, craft-worky type of track. It was also, like, very political. Like, in the middle, they talk about, like, you know, they just, like, kind of, like, drop the beat and talk about colonialization and, and like, how, like, essentially, like, capitalism is basically fucking Africa. You know, like, like you know, so it's, like, it's kind of this weird, like, political thing. It almost sounds like... You know, like craft work, but also like almost like some you know off avant garde political stuff, seventies jazz or something. You know, because it's kind of like this pseudo spoken word thing yeah. in the middle. <laughs> you know, um, there's a track uh, I think it's called like I I Found You, which is like a bit more like traditional R and B, but it's like really kind of eccentric. Um, and it's just like you know he's being able to like switch up the beats and kind of like just play around with stuff and you can just kind of tell like he's just having fun with it you know it's like he's not probably not going to get you know i was looking at you because know, no you know spotify shows you how many streams <laughs> you yeah, have for the song i can't stand it like, starve, yeah he's not pulling like mad streams you know like it just seems like he's just doing what he wants to do and having fun with it and you can kind of tell with like the last two albums the last album which it's called like tribute to the eighties or something like, and basically he was sampling like Madonna and things like that. Like that album, he was having, you could tell he's having so much fun with it. You know, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to chop these beats up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sample Madonna. I'm going to sample like Ghostbusters, like whatever. And I'm just going to make it, you know, I'm going to make it hot, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, I've been on this Afrobeat kick all summer. Like if I was ever, if I ever got a chance to like the DJ, <laughs> I'll probably just like I play got all that set ready. Yeah, I got I got all ready, you know. So, um, but no, it's, it's just you know, if you if you like that, you know, like like that Drake Afrobeat, you're like, oh, I want something oh, a little bit, you know, know like let me dig into it. The passion fruit, you one know? little the little hit. Yeah, want to like... go out there, you know, <laughs> see that girl in the corner. <laughs> Wearing the dress. Yeah, it's like like if if you're curious, like give it a shot, give yeah. it a spin. You know why not? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. You're not paying for it. Yeah, right. It's all free. <laughs> all music is free. <laughs> uh, all right. On my end, I've listened, I've been trying to run from this for a while. Uh, my man Tim put me onto it first. Shots pitchfork, but uh, Saw Baby. So Saw Baby is a Atlanta rapper. Um. Basically, it's almost a family affair. His brother used to make a lot of his beats. He's branched mm-hmm. out since because Lord knows Lance Piper is a thousand one rappers. <laughs> uh, his brother is, I think his mother is his manager. But basically, he sounds like, how to describe it to you? So l- let's talk about an album that's called Squidtastic. So basically, it's as if Young Thug made a summer album. Mm. So it's basic. So with Saw Baby, he's a young dude. And the only way I can describe it to you, he sounds almost like he's a 
Frankenstein monster of various ATL trap rappers. <laughs> so he's like fifty yeah. percent young thug, twenty twenty five percent. Let's say rich homie Quan. You throw in ten percent. You know, two change for good measure. It's kind of made into a lab um, a, a laboratory. Is, is, he, is he just an algorithm? Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> is he just AI? He's, 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 <laughs> I swear to God, you, you nailed it. He might actually exist. Because he just might be a CGI created, <laughs> and the computer was also like, this is what everybody likes, and it's kind of fucking made this album. And I actually, I believe it. Because the thing is, what's crazy about the album is that it's, it's, it's a summer album. It's, it's all the beats are happy, smooth trap beats. Hmm. And he does the, and he's, and, and props to him, even though we're kind of clowning him. The Young Thug thing is easy to kind of bite. But it, it takes a, it takes talent to kind of do it correctly because this 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 genius to Young Thug's madness. So when he's doing all those yelps and changing his vocal tones and flows, he is catching those beats all the times. Yeah. So he's always kind of off kilter, but he always kind of catch up with it also. Um, Saw Baby does the same exact thing where he'll do a little a couple, he'll, he'll go a little nuts, but he'll always kind of bring it back. So the big hit of his that's been kind of bubbling up is a song called Anime World. And you know it is, it's, and not to be funny, it's, it's a lot of Asian references where it's, it's not racist, but it's right borderline, right there. Like at least he's not saying kimonos and kung fu sticks and stuff like that. But it's but it's for the most part a song that says I, don't, I need to go big titties and big ass, and, it, and, and <laughs> it's relatively respectful, relatively respectful to culture. But um. Like he even shout out Najubes, Najubes, who I forget, who's a, a big producer. Yeah, not, yeah. not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 like he knows his stuff, but that's the big hit. So it's basically, he's a smooth ass shit, man. It's some stuff where it kind of makes you wish you were fucking like, you know, it's like you were just basically back in high school in the car with the friends, driving point A to point B to a party, windows down, and then fucking blasting that shit. So you know, props to him. It's it's something where. It felt like with a lot of albums that came out this year, like uh, Ray Schmerschmerschmersch, Triple <laughs> Album, um, From Life 3, and, you know, Migos. And it's in a weird way, it felt like trap music hasn't had a summer. Yeah. But on the low, I feel like this was the trap album of the summer. And I've just kind of been avoiding it because I'm like, oh, no, this has to suck. Yeah. This can't be good. Not another Atlanta trap rapper, please, God, no. God, no, don't. Shoot me in the head. <laughs> but nah, it's fucking solid. I've been avoiding it for a minute, but it's it's dope. It's And, and, and props to him. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Uh, so I'll round it out with uh, a track I've been listening to, which, again, is a 2017 album um, that was surfaced by the by the Spotify like algorithm. Um, it's Kentaro. All right. So it's Thundercat's brother. Who which, makes- I, which I laugh. Because the reason why I looked at you weird just now is it just hit me. Of course, the Thundercat's brother is fucking literally another Thundercat. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, when I say it's Thundercat's brother that makes a hip-hop album, you already kind of know what it's going to sound like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But actually, I would say it's probably... Probably less Thundercat. Like, uh, maybe it's like, it's almost kind of like Thundercat and JPEG Mafia. It's very glitchy at times. All right. Like, it's very kind of electronic. I love the glitch, by the way. Yeah. Like, like, it's it's not, you know, you could tell, like, it's not like Thundercat. Or maybe it is. But it's not like him just, like, sitting behind Thundercat. It's like, hey, do you got some, like, things I can loop? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get some heat? Any bass lines there, bro? (laughs) 
you know so like it's, it's actually like um you know there, there's actually you know he's actually kind of carving his own lane out um like the lyrics themselves are like just straight up you know 2018 rap lyrics <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting your girl yeah you know it's a getting lot. your girl you know like you know like i'm getting cash getting money but like you know but you know the, I, I think the production here is just really interesting you know it's just kind of like it's very off kilter it's very you know you know you, like i said you could tell like he's been hanging around thundercat and flying lotus and like all those cats because like it's definitely not like a 4-4 it's definitely not like an aoa like whatever you know um and it's really cool and he has this track called uh mk with anderson pock um, which is actually probably his more accessible track out of all of all of like the tracks in the album, um, but it's still kind of like you know accessible for like music nerds like us. <laughs> 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 Not like tasteful glitches, <laughs> <laughs> tasteful distortion, a little, a little, a little dash. <laughs> But you know, I, I I've I've kind of gravitated to it just because it's it's, it's one of those tracks that or one you know just it, it, it's I'm so kind of over maybe some of the, you know just hearing an artist a new artist just come out and sound like all the artists they're influenced by. Yeah, going you back know. to my Saw Baby, which I love, which I think is great, but there's there's nothing. Yeah, it's it's, it's just well made. It's not necessarily original. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I've just been on a quest to find something that's new and different. And ironically, this is new and different, but it's the algorithm knows I like Thundercat, knows I like Anderson uh, Pack. So, you know, like. He would like this one also. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're part of the same kind of LA collective. That's this mysterious LA collective that apparently exists. But every time I go to LA, Nobody's around. Yeah, every, everybody's just masterful NPC and jazz players at the same time. Everybody's like, oh my God, there's all these amazing parties. Oh man, you got to go so and so. And then, like, I land in LA. Where you at? That's all fake, man. Crickets. It's, I'm telling you, going back Crickets. to going back to Saw Baby. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's a, understand, my brother. It's all fake. It's all Hollywood. It's all a, yeah. It's all AI. It's, it's all Hollywood. AI, it's all fake. You it's know? Hollywood. No, no, have you actually seen these artists? Have we touched them in the flesh? You know, it's I Hollywood. know those holograms out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Things have changed. Technology has changed. But uh, but no, it's it's a, it's a cool EP. It's, I think it's only like five or six songs. Like you know, again, like you know, just try it. Yeah, just try it. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Awesome. So that's about it for this week on the Little Wing Chronicles. <laughs> Hopefully next week the album will come Weezy. out. We can, we can discuss it. Also, you know, it's coming out soon. Apparently, imminently. Anderson Park. Oh yeah. Yeah. Supposedly him and Dr. Dre finished the album. Oh, I have to be honest with you. When I he was like, "Oh, me and the doctor finished the album," and I was like, "Oh no, not Doctor Dre!" Oh man, no, don't do that to yourself. Oh no, oh. don't do it. Don't do it. Doctor Dre in 2018 Ooh, is like a no go. No, no, don't 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 take this. Even even Kendrick is like, "Oh, thanks, Dre," and just throws that beat in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Soundwave, give me that heat. Dre trying to give me some nonsense. <laughs> Oh man! Dope headphones, though. Dope headphones. I mean, you know, like, he's, headphones. he's not a billionaire for yeah, and the reason. Yeah, <laughs> for a reason. Headphones, like, great. You know, yeah. The beats, though. Mm. On that note, all right. Support it, your local producers. <laughs> <laughs> Hug them while they're still around. 
<laughs> may not, they may not always be great. Hopefully, we don't get doxxed. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to West Coast next this week, man. Like, oh, I want to get like shit, a little, like, little like, like laser point in uh, my bad, and my and my forehead. My bad. I'll, I'll call up the game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matt, leave your Takashi six nine t-shirts at home. <laughs> I mean, I just hang out with him. He's apparently bulletproof. Oh yeah, true. Actually, I don't know. I said something. Something's off. again back. Back to the AI. Back to the computer constructs. <laughs> Has anybody actually seen Takashi Six Nine in real life? Hmm? Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right, people, ponder on that. Yeah. Until next week. I want to see some proof. I don't All believe right. this shit. <laughs> Please send me some proof because right now I, I, I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. All computer generated CGI, man. You it's know, real. The, the, all those videos he's in and the Nicki Minaj, you can do that shit easily, man. I've it's seen real. fucking Lord of the Rings, Transformers. There's no big ass robots. It's all CGI. All we, CGI. We have the technology. It's real. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere there's a rapping iPhone that's fucking. So, so all right. I'm going to end it on this because like, we didn't start on a down note, but now we're ending on a down note. Uh, we're not, we didn't start with the end of the world. Yeah, now, it's, now it's all. We're ending now with the end of the world. Terminator 5 slash Matrix, where. Everything's all fake. It's all robotic constructs. Yeah, good, good. Where you feeling? It's true. They be having some hidden ass songs, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, people. people. You know where to follow us. Holler. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.